I'm joined on the line now to um, uh, discuss uh, for our headline segment, uh, joined by uh, uh, Professor Mgome Zulu. We spoke to him last week and uh, we speak to him straight after now, uh, the latest coming out of the Olive Convention Centre. Prof, good evening and welcome. Uh, good evening, my brother, and good evening to your listeners. Prof, just your opening reflections, I guess, insofar as how the um, Provincial Conference of the ANC in Guazul Natal unfolded uh, before we get into some of the, I guess, substantive things that we saw and uh, what those might tell us about the upcoming policy conference coming over on the weekend and also uh, the uh, 55th National Conference of the ANC in December. No, thank you very much. I think uh, for me, the first point of departure is to congratulate those who have emerged victorious and then also to congratulate uh, the leadership in Wazuru Natal for convening uh, such a conference uh, with very uh, few glitches or minimal glitches and then, of course, uh, succeeding in attending to the issue of credentials in record time compared to what you saw happening in the Eastern Cape, what you saw happening in Johannes, in, in Gauteng, and so on. So I think that uh, on that positive note, it's always nice to start on a positive note <laughs> so that when things get out of hand, at least you'll have taken care of the positive on the side of things. And maybe just let's start with a comparison of this particular provincial conference compared to other conferences where issues of who was supposed to be in the room and who was not supposed to be there really occupied much of the time in in the Congress. Um, Is that something similar to what we saw over the course of the weekend or was that a much smoother process, notwithstanding all of the delays that we saw prior to this one? No, I think that uh, uh, when it comes to the uh, KZ10 conference, of course, the conference was supposed to start a bit earlier, and then it only started in the afternoon. But once they focused on the credentials, because uh, in any conference, the most important part is that of setting out the credentials. And you do that for one simple reason, that you don't want to have a conference uh, after which there will be litigation. So you want to make sure that people who are in that uh, conference as delegates are indeed genuine delegates, so that when they vote uh, for the leadership and then approve the policy documents, then you know that they are basically qualifying to be there. So looking at it from that vantage point, then I would say that uh, uh, the KZN conference did very well in that uh, respect. But of course, the delay from the morning to the afternoon uh, is something that is that, uh, the, 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 the organizers can do better uh, in, in the future if they use this as a learning experience. But on the credentials part, I give them 100%. And then talk to me about, um, I guess, you know, some of the other issues that we saw in, in the conference itself, um, motions that came from the floor, uh, the issue, of course, around whether or not President Ramaphosa was going to address the Congress or not, which was a topical issue right up until yesterday afternoon, um, and many other issues, and we'll come back, uh, you know, in the next while to, I guess, the electoral outcome itself. Uh, yes, uh, there, 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 there were certain glitches uh, while the conference was underway. And that is understandable because uh, remember that uh, the stakes are high whenever there are elections in Guadalupe by virtue of the fact that uh, uh, it is the biggest province of the ANC. So therefore, everyone has eyes glued on Guadalupe even if you are out, you reside outside of that particular province. So that is why then procedural matters to be followed to the letter. Uh, which is why then uh, people would come and say, no, but uh, you said uh, you want 25% uh, to support the candidate whose name is raised from the floor, and then we didn't 
we just jumped into that. We didn't see any seconder until clarity could be provided. So on each and every instance, so there were people who were watching, uh, were, uh, basically trying to make sure that uh, there is no gap so that uh, whenever uh, they start voting and then, of course, the results are announced, they know that they've attended to those issues. So I think those motions, in my view, were justifiable in making sure that uh, no one is left aggrieved so that uh, if ever uh, you, you lose at the end, you don't then come back and then identify those glitches and say, had this been done this way, I would have won. So then we have no leg to stand on, as it were. Now, maybe let's pause here for a second and take this quick spot break. When we come back, I want us to talk about the electoral outcome and, of course, what it portends for policy debates inside of the organization and uh, also how the deck of chairs is stacked for the 55th National Congress in December. Evening, Mr. Kao, NGC, Babada. Hey, I want to do my president's life on, 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 on Saturday because uh, they, were, they were not ready to listen to him. So, yeah, he played his role, a leadership role, commander in a good manner. So, Sambong Duma, but uh, president now, it's about time he needs to deliver. Ever since he came in as a president, the only thing I hear from him is promises, no action. Promises, no action. We we, we, we need service delivery, Brian. And if we want to be a manager, the crime is worse. Uh, we look at e, e, e transport system. I don't think we've got a good guy in transport, ever since he came in. The, the, the transport system is collapsing. Tina Brown is cool as Vang so I'm a guy that was saying, "Form the Shopega Gubanzi, my efficiency, good leadership." Um, don't just so go lie. I was thinking in a cool moment. I carry all the squads, good is, squads, good is. Kibele Mangobe, see, see, panda pan. You have one. So yeah, I carry. When I Kibele Mangobe, interesting one there, Professor Peggy. Uh, I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, brother there raising a few issues. And I think, um, you know, one of them I would like us to come back a bit later to, which is, um, you know, the role Sboniso Duma played in at least diffusing what certainly for many observers came out as some tensions insofar as the remarks uh, President Ramaphosa would have made to that Congress in uh, Eteguini. But I think the first one is the issue he raises insofar as the conference itself dedicated time to issues of service delivery, transport, roads, housing, education, healthcare, and many other issues, uh, where I certainly in KZN, be it with the flooding, with the riots, uh, that uh, many of the contradictions around those things have become a lot sharper. Uh, you, you, you want me to respond in, in, in analyzing the president's speech? or just in No, 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 I'm just saying the Congress itself. I mean, the issue that oh, my brother's yeah. raising, there. we'll come back to the president's speech, but the issue he's raising is to say, you know, um, many people are disaffected and really despondent with the African National Congress because of the weaknesses in the delivery of services. And I, and I argue yeah. that in, in Guazul Natal, certainly much of those contradictions might be a bit sharper. Did the Congress maybe touch on some of these issues, be it in the political report, organizational report and other things? No, you're absolutely right. And uh, the listener is also spot on because ordinarily uh, people want to see changes in their lives. 
they don't want to hear how many meetings we have had, how many uh, business summits we have had, how many investments. They don't want all of that. They want to see change. They want to see positive change, so to speak. And now, with regards to uh, the content of uh, the uh, discussions, uh, it's not easy to get everything because remember that uh, these discussions uh, are held in close session. So they don't come to the public. So whenever they do announce, they just give you the highlights as to what was discussed during those closed sessions. But you are absolutely right that uh, under normal circumstances, uh, those issues that have affected the province primarily, but also uh, our national issues, uh, should have taken first priority. The issue of electricity cuts, for example, I understand the president will be addressing us in a few minutes' time, uh, which is long overdue. Mm. And then, of course, the issue of uh, the impact of floods, uh, talking to the infrastructure, and then a couple of other things that are, in fact, immediate. So one would have expected that they would focus on those. As to how far they went, I'm not too sure, except relying on the summaries mm. that they provide. And then, obviously, the same will happen also at the national conference over the weekend, because most of the discussions happen in closed sessions, and you do only get a glimpse of it, mm. unless then you give yourself time to go through the documents yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and let's talk about, I guess, the electoral outcomes. I mean... Um, Going into this conference, you and I spoke last week. It seemed there were a lot of contenders for many of the roles, including even the additional members of the Provincial Executive Committee. Um, In hindsight, I mean, just reflecting back on the discussion we had, did you expect this outcome? No, I'd be lying to you, my brother, if I would say I expected uh, the outcome in its entirety. But some of uh, the developments that took place should not come as a surprise. For example, uh, one of the points we made last time was to say that uh, we cannot say emphatically that uh, this will be the outcome because we're still waiting for the official announcement as to who the real contenders were. When we last spoke, there were a number of names that were being tossed around, but then uh, some of them did not emerge. The one name that uh, struck me is that of Sandile uh, Zungu, and then we had a discussion on that one, because I was hesitant, in fact, to say that he's contesting this position, because in my view, there is a game that was being played here. As to who he was playing it with, I'm not too sure I have an answer to that, but one thing I know for sure, which I knew even then, that there was a game that was playing. And I was basing this on the fact that at one point he said he was going to contest against the outgoing uh, and then later on he said, no, he's pulling out. And then on Tuesday he resurfaced and said, no, he's actually contesting. He didn't make the threshold and therefore he was not on the list. But then when the opportunity came uh, to suggest or to, to raise names from the floor, his name was suggested and then he stood up and then he said, I decline. Now you ask yourself the question, if indeed you wanted to contest, why did it decline? So we then basically uh, buttresses the assertion I make that uh, uh, there was a game that was playing, and then, of course, he will, only him will know if that game uh, played well or didn't play well. And I, yeah, and I, I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like such a, a difficult thing. But maybe just the last one before the president addresses us. I think uh, just on questions of policy, as you said, many of these were closed sessions, but it's quite clear... There are some murmurs on policy that are coming out. One of those murmurs is uh, people looking for a review or a rescinding of the decision around the step-aside rule. What do you make of that? 
No, in fact, uh, my brother, I've been vindicated on that one. I, I'm, I'm absolutely uh, ecstatic because even uh, Vembe District in Limpopo has made a similar call. And I'm happy that politicians are making this call because when I made the call, uh, some people uh, thought that uh, uh, I was against certain individuals in the end. I said, no, I don't care who, who wins and who loses because I'm not contesting any position. Uh, so I'm just speaking as an outsider. So on this one, uh, I made a similar point uh, almost um, uh, two years ago, saying that this step aside resolution must be put on ice. Because you cannot implement um, the step aside resolution in the manner in which it has been implemented, while at the same time you are talking about party renewal. How do you renew and rebuild an organization when, on the other hand, we are implementing a resolution which is divisive? Mm. Because that is exactly what this uh, resolution has done. So I'm happy that uh, uh, KZN is taking that stance. And then Bemba is also taking that stance. Hopefully, when they debate this issue over the weekend, they will reach consensus. I don't believe in this simple majority. I believe in consensus. They must find one another and agree that uh, this particular uh, resolution is divisive. The NEC, by the way, uh, 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 not so many words, uh, uh, considered that there is confusion. After um, after the treasurer of Mpumalanga had won, and after Mamzandile Kumete had won, they suddenly called the meeting and then they said they are amending the resolution. And then that was also not useful. And then recently, Paul Mashakile sent a directive to the provinces. So basically, they improve on this um, resolution as time goes on. And then the, the question is, what then happens to those who are being affected? Is it fair? Definitely not. And maybe then just the last one, uh, because I guess the president will address us in the next few minutes or so. What is this well, it outcome? Could be a bit later. Normally, this uh, this talks take, uh, I don't happen on time. Yes, yes, yes. No, for sure, for sure. No, no. We've become quite accustomed to that. It's probably around seven minutes past, yes. eight minutes past or so. But but okay. how does this particular outcome set the deck of chairs going into? the policy conference over the weekend, but also the 55th National Conference. Um, when we understand, I guess, how big, you know, a uh, reality the Guazul Natal ANC is, be it in terms of numbers, influence, issues, and maybe even preferences, if I can say that. No, in my view, this does not occur well for the president because the RT section, in fact, has been dominant in KZN, even during the regional conferences. Of the 11 regions, nine of them were aligned to the RT um, uh, section, and then now they call themselves the Taliban. So that doesn't go well for the president because... Uh, uh, they, they, they are clear on some of the policy positions, but they also have concerns about uh, uh, the, the manner in which the president has hanged a number of issues. So if that is the case, then it means the majority of those delegates who be coming from there will not support the president. Not all of them, because remember, some of them uh, might be swayed. Um, and, and end up defying their own branches. Branches will give them a mandate, mm. but one, once they are there, the venue, they change, uh, either because of promises for this, promises for that. Others will talk of brown envelopes, whether it's true or not, but the reality of the matter is delegates don't always vote as per the mandate given to them by the branches. But uh, be that as it may, the majority of uh, KZN delegates will, will, will not support the president. And not only those from KZN, others uh, from other provinces also, they started raising issues 
even some seasoned politicians in the ANC have made calls, for example, for the president to uh, to, to step aside for now uh, after the Palapala matter, mm. uh, people like Simang and many others. So it's not just KZN alone, but what I, because your question is about KZN for now, yes, yes, yes I would yeah. say the majority of them will definitely not want the president to come back. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. And the province itself? Uh, I guess just as we wrap up, I'm quite interested in your thoughts. I mean, we saw the ANC taking a beating in the local government elections, November 1 uh, ballot um, in parts of KwaZulu-Natal that historically have been strongholds of the African National Congress. I don't know if I can say we saw a resurgence of the IFP, um, but we did see, I guess, a better than expected showing on the part of organizations like the EFF. Um, This outcome, and I guess... um, all of the ethos around it and even the looming you know, figure of former President Jacob Zuma, what does that mean for, I guess, the prospects of uh, electoral victory for the ANC in Guazul Natal in 2024? Uh, you know, it will depend on one thing. Uh, the police conference is just one, but it will depend on, uh, on what will happen in December. Who emerges victorious in December? Uh, you are absolutely right. Uh, KZN is is gradually slipping away from the ANC. And unless something drastic happens, the IFP is on the verge of reclaiming KZN. Because in 2021, 18 municipalities uh, um, slipped from the hands of the ANC, and went, uh, 17 of them went to, the, uh, uh, went to the IFP, and then one, this is Umgeni, went to the DA. And you would never imagine the DA getting a municipality in KZN, but it happened this time around. Uh, the reason why uh, there is still semblance of hope is because uh, uh, the Zuma factor is still, is still there. Whether you like it or not, the Zuma factor is still there. In fact, I was even shocked when the ANC did not want um, former President Zuma to converse for the ANC. Because uh, he, even in the 2019 election, when the, the moment he came into the picture, people were just coming in numbers, like, uh, celebrating and doing all of that. And then now in 2021, he was not there because of uh, uh, the, the, the cases that he has. And then, and then of course, uh, uh, the incarceration that happened. And then look at what happened. So I'm not saying it is the only factor, but the Zuma factor is the main factor, more especially in Guazulu Natal. You who kick him out of the system, mm. you are doing that at your own peril. Professor Mgomezul, as he shall up his antlers, Luli Khan. As long as I'm for it, as long as I'm for Professor Pigim Gomezulu, they're speaking to us uh, tonight, political analyst, uh, giving us the latest that came out of the Olive uh, Convention Center at Teguini over the course of the last few days or so, uh, which uh, saw Sboniso Duma and uh, his, his leadership collective emerging as uh, the leadership of the uh, governing party in Guazul Natal. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Do share your voice notes with us.